blessed on a bad day. I mean, there's times when we just have some days that we just wish we could wind the clock back and say, Lord, I want to start again because the day is just so horrible, we think. And I'm going to introduce a, a character in the Bible that you've probably already heard about, but in the book of First Chronicles, the 11th chapter in the 22nd and the 23rd verse, now, I am a very adaptable speaker. I can speak any kind of way because I'm used to I spoke in a German church once, and, and it was tough because the translator had to pause, and, you know, I'm excited, and I get really excited about it. He paused, and blah, 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 I'm yelling, and it was, so it's, it's, I can adapt to anything. I'm just so happy to be here. So that's all I wanted to say, just in case I, I get carried away in the message, which I probably will. I, I try to, to be calm, and, but it just, the word just starts getting so good. It's so good. So if I get a little excited, please, please, just, just bear with me. But it says in the word, Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, now, you know these Bible names. We always have these Bible names. We don't know what they're really saying, but we try our best to pronounce them. The son of a valiant man named Kabzeel, who had done many acts. He slew two lion-like men of Moab. Also, he went down and slew a lion in a pit in a snowy day. I love that scripture. That is the Alaskan scripture right there. And he slew an Egyptian, a man of great stature. He was uh, five cubits high, which is seven, uh, 7.6 feet tall. And in the Egyptian's hand, the Bible says, was a spear like a weaver's beam. And he went down to him with a staff. He had a stick. And plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and slew him with his own spear. That's a bad man. <laughs> and now I know this probably didn't happen all in the same day. But if I could just use it for today that it all happened on a saint. He was having a bad day. Job 14 and 1 says, A man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Full of trouble. Another version says, We're all human beings. Life is short and full of trouble. There's one universal norm that is common among all human beings. Did I say thank you for my wife? I did. For all human beings, I thank you for my wife of 27 years. 27 years, Crystal. The common thing about humans is we all have good days and we all have bad days. We do have that, you know. The moment you make your grand entrance into the world, you break the womb and you break from the mother's womb, life changes immediately. You know, the doctor immediately hits you. You know, you get... The first thing you get is abuse. Pow! You know, <laughs> welcome to the real world, you know. <laughs> and I only say that because I was a stubborn child. My, I was born May 17th years ago. And um, I was a stubborn child, and my mom said, you did not want to cry. And so they had to hit you repeatedly, and you were stubborn. You just, man, I was having a bad day. And then if you're a male, they cut you. <laughs> so if, if I could talk to the newborn and say, hey, how are you feeling? He'd probably tell me, I had a good thing going in the womb now. I don't know why you let me out. But the minute you're born in life, the minute you're born, you have bad days. Things change in your life. And life hits you square in the face and says to you, 
Welcome to my world. This is my world now. You got to come to my world. And life has a way of allowing you to get things together. You all have noticed how you get things together and you finally get life mastered. And then immediately it throws a monkey wrench in everything. Let me give you some examples. You finally pay off your car and you get your car paid off and you're excited after five years of payments. And as soon as you get your car paid off, within a week you get in a car accident. You had a bad day. You pay off your loans, and you're so excited about the fact that you paid off your loans, and as soon as you finish paying off your loans, you get sick, and you go to the hospital. Then the bills start stacking up again, and you finally save enough money to go on that dream vacation, your bucket list, you're checking off, I got enough money, and then you get a letter in the mail from IRS saying you got to pay a lot of money, and you got to pay it now, or we're going to penalize you. You're having a bad day. You finally get settled down in that nice home. You've been living there for 30 days. You just got your furniture in. Your wife is happy. And you all men know that a happy wife is a happy home. And she's happy now. She's excited. And then your job calls you and says, we're transferring you in 30 days. That's life. How it throws monkey wrenches in your success and in your plans. You Finally get the church built up to where you want to. Your church is functioning, it's running full, and the ministry team is really good. And, man, you feel like you're on your way to heaven on, 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 a, on, a, on a chariot. You just feel great right now. And then one of the ministry leaders knocks on the door and says to you, um, Pastor, um, the Lord has called me to a different ministry, and I have to go because he's calling me to the mission field. You're like, oh. you can't say nothing because it was the Lord. But in your heart, you're like, this is a bad day. I'm losing him. So my first, my first point I want you to take with you is, and you can, yes, my bad day is on me. Your bad day is on you. It's on you. Why do you say that? Society has dictated what should be a good day and a bad day for us. Society tells us this is what we're telling you is a good day, and this is what we're telling you is a bad day. On the radio every morning, Monday through Friday, on, on Radio 970 AM, Charlie O'Toole is our, our host. I love to listen to the news channel, and I just love hearing the news in the morning. And the first thing he plays on Tuesday is a little jingle that says, Tuesday, you stink because you're not Friday. Then he says, yeah. I'm like, man, that is what the world has said to us about things. In fact, on Tudor Road, I live in Fairbanks. On Tudor Road, there's a place where you eat at called TGIF. I'm not sure if it's still there, but those initials dictate what the world feels about days other than Friday. Thank God it's Friday. In fact, one of the singers when I was young named Alanis Morissette wrote a song about ironic. And she said, it's like rain, and y'all heard her sing it, on a wedding day, a free ride that you've already paid, good advice that you don't even take. It's ironic. And that's how our days are. Let's see this next slide. Tomorrow is my Monday again. <laughs> I feel, this is how we feel on Monday. We just go, oh, Lord, it's Monday. Sunday's good, but Monday's coming up. Next slide. Show this one. This is good. This is good. Here's how our week is. <laughs> Monday is Monday. Tuesday is Monday number two. Wednesday is Monday number three. 
Thursday, Monday, number four, TGIF. Saturday. And then by 6 p.m. in the middle of football, at halftime, it's pre-Monday. <laughs> because you know you got to get up early in the morning, so you're feeling sad. You're feeling hurt. And the Carpenters wrote a song. I love Karen Carpenter, the late Karen Carpenter. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Always. But let me introduce something to you. Rainy days and Mondays don't have to get you down. Psalms 118 and 24 says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. And another translation says, and be happy today. And you all say, and be happy in it. But I'm happy today. I choose to be happy on what the world would consider a bad day. In spite of what you're going through, you can choose how good your day is. You can't choose the action. No. Some things you can't choose what happens to you, but you can have power over the reaction. So no matter what happens, I don't have to respond in a negative way based upon what somebody's done to me. I can flip it around. Someone said, for every one minute you're angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. One minute you're angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. This is all this time you wasted because you're having a bad time. I ask myself, is it a bad day or is it a bad moment? That's what you have to ask yourself when you're adding up your day. Is it a bad day or is it just a bad moment? And we have to be careful not to let our bad moment ruin our day. And that's critically important. Someone said, though no one can go back and make a brand new start, anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. Let me say that again. Though no one can go back and make a brand new start, Anyone can start now and make a brand new ending. I don't know how I started. I could have started the day off wrong. I could have been frustrated and cranky, but I don't have to end that way. I don't have to end up being cranky. I can change the dynamics of my day because this is the day the Lord has made. He has given me all things that pertain to life and godliness. I have a reason to rejoice, and I'll explain that later. My second point. When life throws you lemons, open a lemon stand, lemonade stand. When life throws you lemons, open a lemonade stand. You know the common thing, when life throws you lemons, what does it say? Make lemonade. That's the common thing. And the people that don't like lemonade says when life throws you lemons, throw them back at them. <laughs> throw me a lemon, I'm throwing it back at you. But I say when life throws you a lemon, open a lemonade stand. Start taking and making the most out of life's lessons. What is life trying to teach me here? Encourage somebody by inviting them to share some lemonade with you. That's what the lemonade stand is. It's all about that. Peter in St. Luke, the fifth chapter, in the first verse on down, was having a bad day. He had just finished fishing. And he went fishing and he didn't catch anything. He was having a bad day. That was his livelihood. He had to go back to Sister Peter and tell Sister Peter, we don't have income coming in. We don't have, it's bad when you got to go to Sister Peter, brothers. <laughs> he had finished fishing and he caught nothing. I didn't catch anything. 
And he resolved that it was not a good day. In fact, he was cleaning his nets. And cleaning his nets means I'm done fishing. I'm done. I'm waiting for the next day. It's over. We're not catching anything. We went out there, and I'm angry. I'm frustrated. Can we, can we be real? I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I don't, I don't want to hear nothing else. Life has thrown me lemons, and here comes Jesus walking in. Now, I'm tired now. I'm frustrated. I've been through a whole lot of fishing and catching nothing. And Jesus walks in and says, can I borrow your boat? Like, don't you see that I'm cleaning my nets? You know, you're trying to be polite because this is Jesus here. And, and he wants to preach, and he's ready to talk. And you know how it is when you're having a bad day. You don't want to talk to nobody. You, you know, you, can I talk to you for a minute? Praise the Lord. You're like, no, no, praise the Lord. <laughs> I don't want to talk right now. I'm not having a good day. But here Jesus steps in, and he's like, can I use your, your ship for a little bit? Can I borrow your ship? And he's like, okay. So the first thing you have to do is introduce Jesus to your bad day. Bad day, this is Jesus. I want you to see wh who I'm serving. This, I know I'm having a bad day, but let me introduce you to Jesus. And Jesus has a way of leaving blessings when he comes on board. Whenever he gets on board in your life or whenever he's doing anything in your life, he has a way of leaving blessings, unexpected blessings. So after preaching, he said to Peter, after a long day now, let's go fishing. And Peter's response, and I'm going to paraphrase it, Lord, life has thrown me lemons. <sighs> but nevertheless, nevertheless, we, in fact, Lord, we've toiled all night. You know, we've been up all night long. And life has thrown me lemons, but nevertheless, nevertheless is the changing point. Nevertheless is, is the possibility of a turning point to your bad day. Nevertheless does not mean the struggle's over. It doesn't mean that. It just means that you're aligning yourself to the will of God. Jesus did it in the Garden of Gethsemane when he got to the point where he was really hurting, crying until blood ran or sweat ran down like drops of blood. He got to the point where he said, nevertheless, nevertheless, I'm aligning my will with you. Nevertheless is the surrendering of your will to his will. I'm giving it to you, God. Nevertheless, in this text would be the peeling of the lemons. I'm not going to let it get to me. I'm going to start peeling the lemons. And so Peter obeyed God. He said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to obey Christ and Jesus. I'm going to do what he said. And as he began to fish, he began to catch so much fish that he had to open up, can I paraphrase again, a fish market on his boat. He had to call some other people in. He had to open up a lemonade stand on his boat saying, hey, this is too much for me. This is too much. Life had thrown me so many lemons, but Jesus turned my lemon into lemonade. So come, 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 fish with me. Come get this thing that God has blessed me with. Share with me. And this is what it's all about. When you're turning life's lemons into a lemonade stand, you're telling people that I am more than a conqueror. I am greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I want to share with you that even though trouble is all around me, even though the enemy is coming in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Help me, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Woo! Okay. Here's where I got to calm down because I feel, I feel a little power kicking in. So no matter how you're feeling, no matter how you're feeling, I feel how you're feeling, when you have Jesus on your side, he changes the odds in your favor. Somebody said a thousand, a thousand demons are coming at my, uh, and trying to get to me, but one 
plus one is only two. But when you have two, which is with Jesus Christ on your side, he can chase all those demons in your life away. That's the power of God. Woo, glory to God. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Because, because you're going through struggles and you feel like the, the odds are against you. There used to be a show called The Equalizer. Y'all remember Edward Woodward? He used to be The Equalizer years ago. And the situation was always bad, but he would come in and make it equal. Well, that's the same thing that God does in your situation. When your situation seems to be wearing you down, the devil's knocking you out. He seems like he's about to knock you down for the last time. Jesus steps in and says, I'm The Equalizer. Woo! Glory to God. My last point. <sighs> blessed on a bad day. You can say still blessed. I like that. Yet blessed on a bad day. I'm still blessed. Mary Ann Rademacher said, courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is a little voice at the end of the day that says, I'll try again tomorrow. Courage doesn't always roar. It's sometimes that little voice at the end of the day that says, I'll try again tomorrow. That's all I need to do is try again. As long as you don't give up, there's always an opportunity for change. Thank you, Lord. In this text, this man, Beniah, was having a bad day. He faced two lion-like men, first of all. These were from Moab, these lion-like men. And these were the best of the best. These were the fierce warriors that he had. And he faced them, and this is parallel to how we start our day. We face two lion-like men, sometimes even married. Our husband in the morning and our children right after you're done. So you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and you have to deal with your spouse because they woke up on the wrong side of the bed. They didn't have the coffee, whatever the case may be. And so you finally deal with your spouse, and, and I have teenagers. I don't know who has teenagers, and nothing wrong with teenagers, nothing wrong with teenagers, but sometimes teenagers can get on their last nerve because they don't make sense sometimes. You're like, you, don't, you just don't make sense right now. And they're like, I don't know that I don't make sense, but it don't make sense to me either. <laughs> so you finish your husband or your wife, and then the teenager comes in, challenge your last nerve. You finally get that settled with your spouse. You, you get your kids off the school. You got the first victory over a potentially bad day. That's equal to Benaiah killing those two warriors. And then he had to face a lion on an Alaskan day. <laughs> on an Alaskan day. Thank you, Lord, for keeping Alaska in the Bible. <laughs> Satan is like a lion, roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's out there seeking. So some, some say the cistern or the pit that he fell in was, was blocking the soldiers' access to water, whatever it was. But he had to face a lion. That's all that matters. And he was cold. Funny how you prepare all winter or all summer for, for, for the winter, right? And you get your tires changed and everything's going really good until it snows. And the minute it snows, your tire goes flat. You're like, how in the world? I just got my tire changed over, put my Blizzx on, and all of a sudden in the middle of nowhere, when it starts to snow, my tire goes flat. And then, then, how many of y'all lived in Alaska for more than a year? Good, good. I'm going to talk to you all. <laughs> then you got those gyrus from the states that come up on a snowy day <laughs> and think that driving in Alaska is like driving in California. It's not. 
And so the first day out, they're out driving like, and they can't control it. And then they can actually hit you, and you're being cautious. That's a bad day. So back at this, you get to work, and your boss is roaring. How many coffee drinkers do I have in here? Uh-huh. I don't drink coffee. I'm retired military in the Army. I served 20 years in the Army, and I never drink coffee. So I'm proud of myself for that. But, but you face your boss roaring. And so all you do is get to the coffee machine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to act it out like those are the coffee drinkers. I haven't drank the coffee. You're already shaking already because you haven't had it this morning because your husband messed you up. And your daughter, your child messed you up too. So you're rushing because you're running late to work. And your boss, as soon as you walk in the door, is doing this. And so after he roars at you, you run into the coffee machine. And when you get to the coffee pot, guess what? No. Worse. It's cold. It's cold. It's not empty because you can make it. But it's cold. You can't use it. That's a snowy day. Cold coffee. But God allowed you to go through that situation because he can trust you. That's the thing. God says, I can trust you. So I'm allowing you to go through this because I know that I've conditioned you for this storm. I've conditioned you for this situation. I have prepared you for this situation. So you can handle that day. You get that over with. You get that pay raise. And you got the second victory of that, that, that day. You killed that lion. You slayed it. So you're thinking everything's good. But tribulation, the first three letters is try. So you know tribulation, trials, there's got to be something else. And the something else is worse than all the rest of them. Now you got to face a giant. And Benaiah walked in and faced an Egyptian giant, seven feet, six inches tall or so, this Bible says. And he only had a stick. This guy had a spear. So this Goliath are those things that are intimidating problems in your life. Those are those giant-sized, potentially bad days, those that assault your self-worth, those that assault your self-esteem, the giants that can make you ashamed of your past to cause you to be timid in the midst of those things that's in front of you, those giants that cause you to doubt God, those giants that make you want to give up. I just want to quit. Thomas Edison said, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. You're one step closer to your success, but yet you let the failures of your past stop you. That is your Goliath. And he had to face his giant right there. But Benaiah was bad. He wasn't just an ordinary fighter. You've seen those fighters that are so good. I'm not, I'm not going too long. Hope y'all just clap if I'm going too long. That makes me get happy. <laughs> so so, so I, I see, that, I see the, that this guy is so bad now that he takes the man's spear. You know, somebody said, I'll whoop you with your own belt. <laughs> the man come in, and he's got his stick, and, he, and he, I'm a man, I'm going to tear you up. And the guy's so bad, he does some, ha, whatever it is, pop, takes your spear out of your head and kills you with it. That's messed up. I, I, you're right, that's messed up. That's what he did to his bad day. Sometimes the devil bring out his giant in your life with his weapon, but because God is bigger than that, God will dislodge the weapon in his hand, put it in your hand like David did Goliath, and kill it. Oh, 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 oh. He'll, oh, glory 
to God. He will do, he will slay your giant with his own weapon. Woo, glory. <laughs> no matter how bad your moment are, no matter how bad your moment is, excuse me, you are blessed. It's amazing that I'm, I'm getting ready to end this. No, really, I'm really getting ready to end this. So, <laughs> a couple, couple of weeks ago, a month ago, I don't think I told even Pelzetta, uh, they were telling me I had heart issues, bad heart issues, really bad. They said, man, you, you can't run anymore. And I've been exercising. I've been cutting down on weight. I've lost 20-something pounds since, since March or so. I mean, I'm really, really doing good. And you're going to tell me that I can't run no more. You're telling me that this. And so they put me on the stress test, and, and I was doing my little stress things. And they finished, and they they're like, wow, you did good, you did good. But the thing that got me was they put me on a heart monitor, and they let me look at my heart beating. And I watched my heart beat, and it was so amazing seeing my heart actually beat, sitting there looking at my heart. And no matter how bad it was, watching my heart work and watching my heart just keep pumping, no matter how I was really feeling on the outside, my heart was telling me that you're still good. It was pumping hope into me every I'm looking at my heart, and yes, I may have a bad moment. Yes, I may have a bad time, but my heart is still beating. Yes, you may go be going through some storms. Yes, you may be going through difficulties in your life. Yes, you may be having a bad day, but your heart is still beating. Somebody may have lost their job. Yes, your job may have been cut, but you're still in your right mind. Yes, my car did not start, but my children are still healthy. Oh, my God. Yes, it's tough in Anchorage sometimes, especially when the snow comes. But it's worse in Puerto Rico right now. Although it's tough, I'm still standing. I'm still blessed. Let me close with this. It's 12 years. 12 years ago, I was struck with multiple sclerosis. 12 years ago. You guys wouldn't know it by looking at me. That's somebody said, I look good, don't I? I look good. <laughs> so, <laughs> 12 years ago, I was struck, and I'm, I'm speaking to those that are live on Facebook too. You're going through difficult times, and I was struck with multiple sclerosis. I was still in the military. They were supposed to put me out. That's what they're supposed to do. And I fought to stay in. I had 16 or 17 years in the military, and I don't want them to get, go out with a handshake. I don't believe in I, that mean, that long of time to go out with a handshake. And so I fought for it. And 12 years ago, 2005, I was September, sitting down watching Monday Night Football. I love football. I love Steelers. Me and, me and Pastor Greg are so much alike. I love Steelers. And so I was watching Monday Night Football, eating my Haas and Das ice cream, having a great time, and I lost my taste buds. And I was like, what is going on? I lost my taste buds. And then all of a sudden, I started losing my balance. And I started losing my equilibrium. I couldn't, be, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't wash myself. And we didn't know what was going on. And at the same time, we were deploying in, in, in Fort Wainwright. So people were thinking, man, you just trying to get out of deployment. I'm like, no, man, this is real. And so they flew me down to Madigan. And then they diagnosed me in October, 12 years ago, with multiple sclerosis. And I thought my life was over. I suffered from depression. I had arthritis in the eye that I still feel. I suffered with balance issues, chronic fatigue, various pains. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm a preacher. I'm a preacher. And I battled with suicidal thoughts. That's how I tell you how bad it was. That's how bad my day was being presented to me. But the Lord turned my morning, mm, 
into dancing. You say, how do you do that? Well, after I got diagnosed and I went through it, I started living my life with my children better. I said, I said I'm going to take y'all to Disneyland. I'm taking y'all to Disney World. I'm taking y'all all over the place. I started being a better father. Because of that, I became a more sensitive husband to my wife's needs. I spent more time at home. And you said, how do you do all this? I became a more compassionate person. I was able to go to college and finish college when they said you wouldn't be able to do it because you have short-term memory loss. There's no way you could be able to do it. The doctor said no way you'd be able to do it. But I was able to do it. Why? Because I'm blessed. I don't have any bills for college. It's all paid off because I'm blessed. I am blessed with MS. Blessed. I took what the devils decided to be evil and turned it around. I took it and made it a lemonade stand. I wouldn't be speaking to you today if I'd have stayed in that bad day mentality. I would have still been at home today suffering and, and, and being insecure if I'd have stayed that mentality. But I serve a God. And can I take it and make it us? We serve a God. We serve a God that in spite of the trouble, he's still on the double, getting there double timing to get to my trouble. I don't know about you, but have you ever been in a situation where you didn't know how you're going to make it? You didn't know how you're going to make it, but God came in just in time. He's an on-time God. I am done. Everybody standing, please.